I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today, we watched Hercules and Xena, the animated movie, The Battle for Mount Olympus. That's the full title? That's the full title. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> There's a dash and a colon. <laughs> um, what did we think of this movie? It was fun. Uh, it's nostalgic for me. I owned this DVD. Aww. I don't remember how much I watched it, but... I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I've never seen it. I've seen a little bit of the live action shows. Um, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, I think it helped to see. I mean, for me, the it was enjoyable to see kind of the energy and the relationships from the live action show kind of be honored. Yeah. Um, m- maybe a little more cartoony, but but like the core of it is there. I mean, the voice actors are from the original cast for the most part. Yeah, especially so, for all of the main characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even uh, Aphrodite and Ares, which yeah. those are, you know, two two gods that show up a lot in the shows, and they're very fun. Yeah. And I'd never seen it or anything, uh, but, it, but it was fun. I like to have, there was just like four gods. I'm used to Mount yeah. Olympus, you know, being filled with gods. It's like, all we four, got is the four. Four gods. <laughs> Have you ever seen any of the Hercules or Xena live action? Some. Like, I can yeah. see them in my mind's eye. I, you know, I can't remember any, really, the storylines, but sure, I yeah. can see the pe- the people yeah, in my mind's yeah. eye, so um, I obviously must have seen some. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they, they had a lot of cultural capital in the 90s, so yeah. most people knew of them, at least. Who would like to do a brief spoiler-free plot synopsis? I can try. I think you've been doing a lot of them. I think I have. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay, so we start uh, with just kind of getting into the, uh, the the scenes of the show. You get a little bit of uh, Hercules and Aeolus fighting, helping people. Uh, same with Xena and Gabri- Gabrielle. They confront some brigands, satyrs, I think, uh, who have, have stolen coin from travelers. So she fights and gets it back. And at the end of that fight, Ares shows up. And talks to Xena that she should maybe keep Hercules away from, I think it was Thebes, basically from from his mom. Uh, She refuses because she doesn't trust Ares, understandably. And uh, so cut to Hercules going to see his mom. And then we see Zeus come from the heavens and then take the mother up to Mount Olympus. And Hercules tries to rescue her. Doesn't understand what's going on, and you know is is even more mad at his dad than he already always. Yeah, has. it's just a baseline of anger towards his dad all the time. Uh, so then we see in Mount Olympus that Hera is of course upset that he would bring Hercules's mom, which I'm forgetting her name. I don't remember up to Mount Olympus, and there's some kind of familial relationship uh, conflict there, and. Uh, oh, at the beginning of the film, they there's a song about the uh, Cronus Stone or something. And so uh, Zeus has that and was able to put the... Uh, Titans. Yeah, put the Titans away uh, with it. So Hera, we see, takes that and uh, she releases the Titans to fight the gods in Mount Olympus to get Zeus back for uh, for what he did. Ares and and uh, the other siblings ask Hercules for help, ask Xena for help. They say no, but then, well, actually, they don't ask Xena. Artemis turns Gabrielle into a bird, and she goes to confront them. And up there, Artemis says, "Like you help us, we'll turn her back." And then Hercules goes up to Mount Olympus to get his mom back. Uh, the Titans, they all kind of fight. They all meet up there and and fight. Xenon helps, of course, to try to get Gabrielle back. Hercules refuses to, just gets his mom and goes back down. So the gods lose. Hera and the Titans win. They sing a song. (laughs) Xena sings a song. Um, (laughs) um, And uh, Hercules realized he did a bad. 
Um, they go back to try to get the stone back because, oh, by the way, Hera turned her family into animals. And so, yeah, they confront the Titans again. And I guess we'll talk about it in spoilers. We'll see but what you, happens. You guess <laughs> what happens. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, just a fun story of gods and titans and uh, Hercules and Xena and their compatriots being sucked into the problem. Mm-hmm. Let's get specific. So, um, some some fun facts. Let's start with the fact that the director is Lynn Naylor, and she has worked on a lot of animated shows, such as Batman the Animated Series, The Powerpuff Girls, mm. Samurai Jack, and Hi Hi Puffy Yamayumi. Wow. She is also one of the co-founders of Spumco, an animation company most known for creating Ren and Stimpy. So... Mm. She, uh, you know, not all of those shows existed at the point where she was working on this. In fact, I think only Ren and Stimpy and Batman existed. Powerpuff Girls was close to coming into existence, I think. Um, but like, yeah, this, this, uh, there are, so you can feel vibes from some of these shows in this, especially some, some Ren and Stimpy, some Powerpuff Girls and Samurai Jack. You can, you can feel some of that DNA in this movie. Yes. So uh, some of the same animators then? That worked on I don't know about animators too. for sure, okay. um, but the director at least. And she doesn't necessarily, she wasn't necessarily always a director in those shows that she worked on. I know that she did a lot of character design for Batman the Animated Series and stuff. She's she's wor- worn many hats, um, but you can definitely feel the DNA of some of the shows that she worked on in here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, while we were watching, I was like, this feels like this looks like Powerpuff Girls, a little bit of Samurai Jag. And then with Kevin Sorbo, especially, I was getting a lot of powdered Toastman vibes. <laughs> yeah, for his expressions to, like, and facial stuff. Facial expressions and like body. Yeah, yeah. Uh, animation. As for the story itself, uh, it is inspired by the Gigantum. Gigantamachi, a war the Olympians fought with a race of beings called the Gigantes or Giants, whom Gaia created to get revenge on the Olympians for killing the Titans. Porphyron was the leader of the Giants who was who could only be killed by gods and demigods working together. Heracles, unsurprisingly, was selected as the gods' primary champion. The original story featured many more than just five Olympians, with Athena and Hermes playing major roles. The Fates even took part, beating some of the Giants with bronze clubs. Unlike what's seen in the movie, Hera was not on the giant side, but was actually the field commander of the Olympians, as Zeus's thunderbolt was needed as heavy artillery. Um, hmm. And yeah, I find it interesting that in both this and in Disney's Hercules, which came out before this movie, they they clearly are inspired by this particular story, but they're not using the the giants who are created to get revenge for the Titans. They're just the Titans because the Titans are like the name recognition one. (laughs) So it's like the Titans were defeated and they were locked in a cage or whatever. They're not like dead or unable to be rescued. They get broken out of the cage and they're the ones that are attacking. Yeah, I I think exactly that. The recognition that comes with using the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you said this came out after Hercules, and I can also see some some design from from Hercules, and even in like some of the faces of some of the Titans or their head shape, um, you know, even somewhat like Pain and Panic in Hercules. I don't know. Some. Yeah, this this movie was originally slated for like a mid October nineteen ninety seven release, compared to the June release for Disney's Hercules. So. There wasn't, like, a ton of time between them, which is to say they were being worked on probably at the same time to some extent. Mm. But I don't know this for sure, but I feel like Disney's Hercules probably had a longer gestational period because of the quality and stuff of it being an official Disney production. Um, And this one probably had a, a much shorter period in which it was made to where I would assume that at least, like, trailers and stuff for Hercules probably were had been coming out in the early design phase of this if I had to guess and then and then of course this didn't actually come out until 1998 because it got pushed back uh it specifically got pushed back because we want to the finished product to be of the finest quality and that's from Louis uh Feota president of Universal Home Video and you know it's pretty good quality (laughs) 
It was it was fine it quality. Was, it was clearly like TV level yes. quality at best, but like it worked with what it had. Yeah, yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about here before we start talking about the actual story and characters of the film is the connections to its live action brethren. Uh, Though featuring the same major characters and mostly same cast, this movie is generally not considered canonical to Hercules the Legendary Journeys and Xena Warrior Princess. Some elements, however, later made their way into the live action series, including... Memna scenes, the fire person's appearance and let there be light is consistent with her appearance here. And the chrono stone mentioned in earlier productions as simply a time travel device is confirmed in the prize and later love Amazon style to give gods power greater than Zeus, which matches the ability of the stone as seen in this film. Uh-huh. Mm. And then, uh, surprisingly, Hera appears here in her human form. When the film was produced, Hera had yet to appear in the flesh on the series. She would, however, finally do so a few months after the film was released. So this was the first look at the idea of her with a physical form. Because do you remember, Mom, when it first... It, like, had those eyes in the sky, and then it yes. showed her. Yes. The eyes in the sky is, like, all that you see of her in the live-action series for a uh, long time. Okay. It just will, like, show the eyes in the sky and, like, do a music cue, and you're like, that's Hera getting up to some mischief. <laughs> yeah, like, other... She's, like, the main villain for Hercules in particular. Other oh, beings okay. speak for her, like, her priests or priestesses or other gods. She's kind of pulling the strings a lot of the time, but you don't really see her. I honestly don't remember ever seeing her, so... Yeah, it's it sounds like it's late in the show, because this was already like 1998 or whatever that this came out, and she hadn't appeared in the shows yet, so it's it's probably real late in the series. And I'll have to start re-watching it fully now. I know, we do. <laughs> and I take it she just, she has it out for Hercules just because he's someone else's son. I mean, like, because of his mother. That's part of it. And then Hercules just kind of has this, like, the gods are terrible and screw them and I'm going to fight against them thing. And she's kind of the the most powerful one in terms of actually... Zeus just kind of is around. He's not, like, influencing the world very much. early on. I don't know how much that's true near the end. Whereas Hera is, like, actively, like leading cults and stuff okay <laughs> so she's causing problems a lot of the time yeah if she wants to mess with zeus she'll mess with hercules generally right right okay so yeah let's talk some about the story characters here in the actual thing i'd like to point out that uh valerie was just like beaming during the scene where aries was talking to xena valerie's just having a good time just love it i love <laughs> xena and Air. Aries here was very fun, uh, not nothing complicated, very straightforward, and I liked Artemis messing with him and just saying it all out loud. I was like, you just want to talk to her. Yeah. And it's like, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Aphrodite is also really good. One of the best. She She's just going to fight using a calming aura and hide in her shell. That's her battle plan. Yeah. She's Love just her. like skating on her shell all the time. Right. She chooses to... to uh, board down on her shell but when it breaks she just teleports back up and right like, yeah you didn't have to do that i guess but yeah good for you so you're you're actively choosing to board down olympus every time aren't you yeah she's like it's only fun going down that way walking back up that's not I'm fun not do that. yeah um, uh. um and then yeah i mean you know all the hercules aeolus xena gabrielle they're all pretty much acting like what you expect based on their live action appearances. Gabrielle, unfortunately, doesn't get to really be in a lot of the movie. She's, th- she's there throughout the movie, but she is transformed into a giant hawk for, like, the majority of it. Yeah. So, like, actual Gab- uh, Gabrielle, voiced by Renee O'Connor, is, like, fairly minimally in the movie compared to the other three. It's unfortunate. She's just good Cause, all the time. Because Renee O'Connor is constantly a joy. She So, Valor and I have, uh, a bit ago, we're watching some of it, and there's Hercules, the journeys or whatever and xena but before hercules was an actual series it was like a series of like tv movies and renee o'connor appeared in one of them but not as gabrielle she was a different character and that was like the best of those hercules movies because she's such a joy yeah okay she's just a fun actress he always had a a counterpart 
Yeah. Uh, like, that he was helping. And she was the most, like, charismatic and engaging one. Um, but she gets to be with Xena later, whereas he gets Aeolus, who was, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine. Um, Xena just, she cracked me up. She was just always so extra. Yeah. And I loved her her yell and then her... her iconic her, yell. Her And then her leaping and her kick. Yep, yep. Oh my gosh, she just cracked me up. That's how she do. Yeah, like I guess, how do you feel about them not really having seen the shows? Yeah, how do you no. feel about these characters not really... Yeah, no, yeah. she... Yeah, I mean, I... I liked it because they were so extra. Yeah. Obviously, my favorites, you know, like were Xena, um, Hercules, his faces, but probably <laughs> Xena and Gabrielle, and then and then Hercules, and then I forgot what Aeolus. was the Aeolus, yeah, um, not as much. And then of course I loved Aphrodite. I mean, oh yeah, she just, Aphrodite's yeah, so good. Just, she was, um, yeah, one of my top Ares teams. was fun, but I don't. This wasn't a, a great showcase for him. He was mostly there in the beginning, and then he was just kind of, like, around as things happened, rather than really showcasing his personality a lot. Yeah. Um. So not, like, the best if you're, like, just meeting Ares for the first time, but if you already know him, like, it, it's a fun appearance for him. Yeah. I, I liked the part of the movie that we got to where everyone just hated Hercules. It's like, I was, I, I've said multiple times to Valerie, it's like... I do like Hercules as a character overall, but it's just having to deal with the Kevin Sorbo of it all makes it like a, a level of having to like get past something to like him. Whereas with with Xena and Gabrielle, it's just like, yeah, I just love them. Their actors are fine and they do a great job and I like them. Yeah. So so it's kind of, so, which is to say that like the part of the movie where everyone's mad at Hercules, like part of me is kind of like, ha get wrecked Hercules, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I mean, Hercules was always a weaker character over Xena. Yeah. Like, I was watching the, the beginning. Yeah. And the, uh, Hercules always, just has like a chip on his shoulder because his dad like abandon him and or whatever and he's like mad about it yeah and that's kind of where his character like starts starts and like that's kind of his main deal for a long time yeah like i guess he goes through a lot of character journey before the show because he gets a family and then loses his family sure but it's pretty like we don't see it really yeah where Xena has the whole character journey of like starting out as a villain going through a redemption and like and, like, actively trying to better herself. She has to go through a world where, like, a lot of people remember when she was a bad guy. And so, like, treat her like that. You know, it's... She, her character arcs is, is just immediately more interesting because of where she starts. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. So Xena was a bad Oh, Xena yeah. yeah. first appears as a bad guy in the first season of Hercules' show. Oh, wow. And then okay. they intended to kill her off after... She she was always going to have a redemption thing, but then they intended for her to die after it. But people enjoyed the character so much that instead they gave her her own show. <laughs> so, okay. Which ultimately ended up being the uh, bigger show in the cultural consciousness so okay okay um but yeah like xena is just a more fun character at hercules hercules is fun in this like they don't have as much of that baggage in this animated yeah. cartoon because you're not coming with it with that necessarily um but like yeah hercules is fine in this but i did laugh when everyone was mad at him yeah i mean it doesn't hint at, like, Xena's previous villainy. A lot of the time you have Ares kind of pulling on that as a way to manipulate her, but you don't really have that here. Yeah, not really. So it is interesting to think about... Because this is probably pretty late in her show, too, so it's probably not been as big a focus as the show goes on. Possibly, but I'm talking about it from the terms of who is this for. Is yeah. this for somebody who has seen the show, or is it... or not? Like, yeah. is, is it for more people? Because pulling on that, you having the assumption of what people have seen. Yeah, because I, mean, I wouldn't necessarily describe the live action shows as kid shows. I would describe them as shows that are generally, like, something that, that kids could watch. 
but I don't think that they were expressly made for kids. Okay, yes, agree. You know, whereas this is an animated film that is clearly made for children and like aired on Fox Kids and stuff like that. Like did this, it? it did, it did apparently. Um, yeah, like this, this is an iteration of these characters that is explicitly meant for children in a way that the show isn't necessarily the the shows i don't think i think the shows had a lot of humor that was probably not appropriate for children but generally went over their heads but was overall like the sort of show that a kid probably could watch yeah i mean and i think a lot of kids did but this is specifically targeting kids which is a demographic that the show doesn't assume it always has so yeah i think it is safe to say that Part of the reason that her her previous villainy doesn't come up is because that's too much to get into in this show. And that's not something that you're trying to introduce to the kids right now. Right now you're like, look, Xena, isn't she cool? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot. I don't remember Artemis being a part of the show. I don't really remember her either. So, hmm. So, I don't know if they added her or not. So, there were just three gods? <laughs> well, there's more. There's more. There's, like, what's, the, what's the evil the, yeah. one? Yeah. Okay. Chaos Chaos Girl? Oh, uh, Eris or Eros, I forget. The, no. The blonde one? Oh, no. And Xena, that, she's not a god, though. I thought I thought she was, like, a demigod or something. Not originally. Oh, no? oh, she okay. kind of did an ascension thing. Oh, weird. sure, sure. It's weird. Uh, but I think but there, there are multiple, I think that's more but... of a Christ-like oh, okay. thing. Which is... <laughs> so is Ares was Ares the the cause of Xena being bad at the beginning? Like was she working for him? No, she was. So I don't wish. I don't think she was working for anyone. She was. She just like led a group of of bad guys, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think she was even necessarily working for Hera. Um, no, she was not working. And, for Hera. and Ares, at least in the part that we've watched, which is like the first season of Hercules and the first couple of episodes of Xena, like Ares has not appeared as the character he is here yet. He was in one of the Hercules movies, but it was a completely different interpretation of him. He didn't have any real personality. He was just a big bad guy in armor or whatever. Um, So, so yeah, no, I I don't think so. I don't, I don't know if Xena has as clear cut a main villain so much as a series of recurring villains that her, that people like her antagonist she's antagonized by her past and what she has yeah done. yeah and and the outcome of that so yeah. callisto is something that she kind of created in terms of destroying a village and this girl is is scarred by the stuff that xena did and comes back for her oh as okay. kind of and yeah. just a crazy about it she's great yes <laughs> i'm gonna bleep that <laughs> Yeah, so again, Xena, that's one of the reasons Xena is a more interesting show. Yeah. She is a character is more like interesting. Like, for, for a long time with Hercules, it's just like, ah, oh, I'm mad at the gods. Oh, Hera's doing a thing. Gotta go fix it. And it's just that over and over and over again. Yeah. And for a while, they didn't have Aeolus as his main companion either. They would, like, rotate different people. And then sometimes Aeolus was there and sometimes he wasn't. But with Xena, they pretty much immediately start with Xena and Gabrielle. And then it, and then they realize that that works, and so they're so like, good. "Oh, let's make Aeolus like his permanent companion." Hmm. Okay. Back on the actual movie, it's just fun to talk about the live action series too. It is. Um, the part where the Wind Titan burped, and then he and the Fire Titan would started laughing about it. That just got funnier the longer they laughed. It was the stupidest, most immature thing. But the <laughs> fact that they kept giggling about it like school children, it it just made it funnier. I really, I appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, them as characters are interesting. They like, are. In the beginning, they're released and they're like talking to each other. And what is it? The wind guy and the fire one. They're just like best bros, I guess. Yeah. I think they're all siblings. That's what I, I mean. He said. I think so. Yeah. Um, but they're best bros. The The water one's like more like. Let's just do this. Stop, stop hugging or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Earth guy is kind of the, the leader. leader, basically. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's. It, it was fun to give them some character, though. The wind guy, I couldn't quite. Yeah, it, it, it's like, are you dumb? Are I think he's bad? just the dummy because he's I, also voiced by Ted Raimi. Okay. So, like, yeah, I think he's supposed to be just kind of the dumb one. Yeah, I, I think it was hard to kind of get a pinpoint on that a little bit fyi ted raimi is um sam is the one that direct 
I believe yeah. so. Sam, it. Sam Raimi is a well-known Hollywood director. He did like the Spider-Man movies with uh, Tobey Maguire and stuff like oh, that, okay. among many other things. But that's one of the most well-known things. And he was the producer on both of these series back in the 90s. Okay. And his brother, Ted Raimi, appeared as uh, a character in Xena in particular. But also I think he maybe appeared as some other bit characters in other and, and like Hercules and stuff, but same. I think he's the same guy. He's the same the guy. Part. But yeah, he he has a character that he plays. That's kind of this comic relief character that comes that is in several episodes. Um, and so he that character wasn't in this movie, but Ted Raimi was still still voiced the okay, okay. one of the Titans because he's his brother. So he just is in stuff all the time. Okay, okay. cool, cool. Um, like the was it James and Sean Gunn situation? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it very much reminds me of that. Also, um, Tethys and Memnesine or whatever, the water and the fire ones uh, of the Titans are voiced by the same person, at least when they're talking, which is Allison Wall. And I don't know if you know this character by name, but she played the character Minya in Xena Warrior Princess. Mm-mm, I don't know her name. Okay. But yeah, she, she also played a character in Xena and is now playing other characters in this. Cool. Yeah. Anything else with story characters or um or voice acting for that matter since I brought that up. I think I think all the the live action actors did a perfectly fine job doing the voice acting. Yeah. That obviously doesn't always translate as we've seen in other things. Just cuz you're a good actor doesn't mean you're necessarily a good voice actor. But I think they did perfectly fine here. It's not like it was particularly demanding dramatic roles, but I think they did a perfectly fine job. Yeah, no, they weren't like wooden or anything like that. Yeah, like, no, they sounded like their characters. Yeah. Um, story-wise, I think the uh, the idea that the mother was sick and and was just going to go up to Olympus, not tell her son, like, I guess... It, ha- it had to be that Zeus le- was like, don't tell him, because otherwise, why wouldn't she? And then Ares was like, Xena, don't let Hercules go to his home, because... His mom's going to get kidnapped. Right. I guess. It's just, that yeah. was. It's like, you guys did this in the worst way possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did this in a way that was only going to cause problems. Yeah. You're just asking for trouble at that point. Yeah. Uh, singing voices or anything? Is that now? Um. Yeah. You can mention singing voices. Um. I, I believe that Lucy Lawless sung her own song because I don't did. have a separate character voice for that. She did. It was. She sang well. Yeah. She sang well. The the Titans all have separate singing voices. Mm. And in particular, BJ Ward and Amanda McBoom McBroom play the do the singing voices for the Lady Titans. BJ Ward, of course, being known for a lot of things, but especially Velma and like all of the nineties Scooby nineties and two thousand Scooby Doo movies and stuff. Oh, okay. And who did and, you and Ted Raimi did not sing. <laughs> <laughs> who did you say was the voice of the lead Titan? Uh, David Mackey is the talking voice. Okay. Well, anyway, I I think I feel like the Titan their voices really matched them. Yeah. 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 I think he he did well, especially as one who talked a lot more than the other ones. Uh, yeah. Talking to Hercules and having his little speech. I liked the kind of character that that his voice brought to it. Yeah. Agree. And then the voice for Zeus, is that the uh, the voice from the series? No. No. So, like, Zeus, the depiction of him in general seemed different also. Zeus appears in every one of the original Hercules movies, and he's kind of... The way I would describe him is he's kind of schlubby. Yeah, he's like just some guy. He's just kind of just like this guy's like... Hercules, my boy. And he's like, oh, sorry, I caused problems. <laughs> like, I Are you talking about in this movie? No. no. In, the- in the Hercules movies before Hercules had a TV show. Got yes, it. live action ones. Um, but then I don't, did, did he appear in the first season of the show? I don't remember. I don't remember if he did, but like, it feels like at some point they just change what his character is because the vibe of him in the original movies and the vibe of him here is different. And I have to assume that the vibe of him here in this movie is based on some later interpretation of him I in the series, remember. but I also don't know that for sure. Well, and I also, he is the only one who I don't feel like his voice really matched. I mean, he, Zeus, I'm always in any depiction or stories that I'm used to, Zeus is hot headed. He's very powerful. He's very kind of over the top. And I just feel like this guy, his voice was too, just wasn't very powerful and just 
I don't know. Uh, mom says, uh, middle finger to you, Peter Rowley. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, but no. yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He had, honestly, just his, kind of wussy. his I don't voice know. seemed like it could have fit the interpretation we've seen of him before, but then he wasn't presented in that way. He was, he was like a little more, seemed like he was supposed to be a little more respected in a way, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. sophisticated or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but then the voice was yeah. a little odd for that. It, it wasn't the worst, but yeah, I, I don't know if that's what I would have chosen for that. Yeah. I'm also used to Zeus looking more powerful, kind of like yeah, we you talked, know. yeah, but. Yeah, I, th- I think he looked fine enough, but. Yeah. Again, I like Disney's depiction from Hercules of Zeus much better. I feel like that fits. And I feel like that fits any depictions I've seen. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it, that's just so prevalent in my mind. But I mean, one of the main thing. I'm not like a huge Greek history buff, but one of the main things I know about Zeus is just that he is a sleazeball. He's yeah. like constantly having with people. Right, so. but he's also very hot-headed. Sure. You know, so I just think very domineering from any depiction of, like, you know, that I've... Or storyline, you know. Well, that's... I mean, in fairness, a lot of the things that I've seen him depicted in have been for children, so they can't really focus on yeah, right. the other angle. Yeah. Um, let's talk about animation. Uh, generally, I, I liked it. Um, you can definitely feel... Some, like, Ren and Stimpy and Powerpuff Girls and stuff vibes in here. Yeah. The, the Ren and Stimpy is especially some of the expressions. Yeah, the, the facial expressions, they were just way over the top. Especially for, for Hercules. Yes. yes. And even just, I mean, I didn't dislike him, but I can't say I liked, I don't know, I, I have mixed feelings. But they cra- they did crack me up a lot because just, like, even these just ridiculous grins and stuff yeah. and the huge... You know, and and just all teeth and stuff showing yeah. and stuff. Kind of like, manic a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. And, and he was like that from the start. Yes. It was just yeah. like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I I kind of love the animation style in general. It's it's fairly nice and has moments where like it feels good, but it is noticeably cheap. And I feel like that vibe of like Kit like can look pretty nice and competent overall, but definitely feels notably cheap. Echoes the quality of the live action shows also. Yeah. <laughs> and so like it really does feel like of a piece with that because of that. If it had had like Disney quality animation, it would have obviously looked nicer and that would have been cool to see, but that would have been like making it feel better than the original show that it comes from. Whereas this makes it feel like, yes, that this quality level matches. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's been, I can't think of anything to compare it to in a sense of like how good it was in using what it had on hand to make very engaging sets for battles with creatures usually cg creatures that look a little wonky with what's around it but then uh, comboing with some practical effects you're talking about the live action the live action show and and so yeah i can see what you mean by like using what it had like sometimes not looking too great but like it it, overall looking competent and getting across what it what it wants well yeah it wants to do well um, and then the animation does let them get a bit more imaginative with the action sometimes and to have, you know, the Titans and stuff, these larger than life things that would be some awful CGI abomination if they had to be in the live action show. Yes. Uh, we're not done with the animation section, but to preemptively address the what if this was in live action thing, I think that would also have its charm, you know, because you'd just be seeing... Kevin Sorbo uh, and Lucy Lawless and stuff like doing their live action thing that they were good at doing and that'd be fun. But like the the Titans themselves would be even cheesier, almost certainly, no matter if they did CGI or people in suits or whatever. Yeah. Um, And that would have its own kind of enjoyment to it. But clearly putting them in animation was like the better logistical choice. And... I think they had I think they had fun with it. I think I think it was a good choice. Yeah, I think you, they were able to do 
more over the top action stuff in animation as well. Yeah. Though like, they do do well, very over the top well, action stuff in live action too. Definitely, definitely. Like Xena rolling on that ball and stuff. Yes. And yeah. The big transformations of the Titans and just all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but it just makes me think of them fighting on like the pillar, the wood Oh yeah. pillars and how silly but fun that is. Yeah, yeah. No, they clearly had a lot of fun staging action stuff in the live action stuff also. Yeah. Yeah. I overall I enjoyed I mean I enjoyed the animation style and I and I love the distinctions they make they made even for example between Xena and Gabrielle because Xena she just because you know she's supposed to be so powerful whatever she was very square almost square jawed almost like often they depict men and then Gabrielle's wasn't. Um, and then of course Hercules was, but his face was more elongated and, you know, anyway, different. And then the only reason that the facial expressions kind of got to me is anime does that too, where they just have these exaggerated, either the eyes pop out or the, you know, or something. But in this case, it seems like it was more the mouths and whatever, but, yeah, yeah. but, but again, I overall enjoyed the animation style. And I do definitely see when your references to even Powerpuff Girls and to, yeah. uh, what's the other one that you all said? The, um, Ren and Stimpy. Well, Ren and Stimpy. Samurai, Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack. Yes, yes. Especially the way the squared and square jawed and even yes. how they drew some of the, the, um, the outfits and stuff yeah. that, they, that each of them were wearing. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked the fight with the monster in the beginning with yeah. Hercules, particularly the moment where where he like knocked it back and then it was falling back yes. into the water, but then it like stopped and like leaned back up and yeah. just the timing and everything yeah. of that was really yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. I liked when the, later in the movie when the fire titan's face became a skull. I was like, ooh, spooky. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, the we'll talk about the actual song in the next section. Okay, but the titan song <laughs> sequence is so absurd i don't <laughs> a lot it was so many choices including awkwardly obvious animation reuse like the most egregious animation reuses compared to the rest of the movie there's a particular shot of them like mostly in shadow and their faces light up that was used like three or four times and it's the same stupid shot <laughs> and i'm not sure why it was like that i imagine like that was a sequence put together later um, and rushed because it felt like it. Um, the uh, and then just some the of the things that was motto, happening. Which we'll talk about it. <laughs> they liked Heinies. Um, not only did they start with uh, did they start this whole thing with with you know j- just you know just forms and people not having clothes on, but no, but like the Titan walking, and then in that one the blue Titan especially they like to show his hiney at times, and I don't know that I don't know if it, it was just hiney jokes, but yeah, they liked hiney jokes <laughs> for the song though the this the sequence with the fire and the water uh-huh. one. Yeah. Bashing each other Bonking on the head, so, yeah. yeah, it was very red and stimpy. Oh yeah, it was just so. <laughs> It pulled me out of it sometimes. I don't know. The song, what it most wanted to emphasize was that despite being powerful, they're really, really stupid. (laughs) And, you know, it did do that. It did (laughs) seem them, it did make them seem really stupid. I guess so. I guess what was it trying to accomplish? Yeah. It did that if that's what it wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Hera's deadpan line after this is like, I have a. I guess, eternity of this. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, why, why did I do this? Uh, and then a bit later when Hera makes them all transform, the, there's some generally fun and cool sequences, but the Earth Titans transformation in particular seemed really, like, painful and horrific, kind of. It's like parts of his flesh, like, ripping off and his body, like... Uh, <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? Huh? It reminded me of... Harley Quinn, the animated series, uh, What's His Face? Oh, the uh, Cyborg. Yeah, when he transformed into a car and it was awful. (laughs) Um, It reminded me a little bit of that, but obviously this is for kids, so it wasn't as extreme. But this didn't seem like it felt nice to happen to him. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure there's other stuff to talk about, but it'll come up later. Anything else with animation right now? Oh, I guess the uh, the inconsistent uh, proportions of like Gabrielle oh, yeah. 
can one person ride on her? All three and look oh, like yes. Little, like when she was a bird, she like sometimes she was huge. Other times she didn't seem that much bigger than Xena yeah, yeah. and stuff. So yeah, yeah, all over the place. Just like without them telling us. Just also part of her deal was that she transformed size constantly. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Let's go on to sound design. So there are three songs in this movie that I, for one, before I was doing research, did not expect to be a a musical at all. Um, The opening song, Across the Sea of Time, Mm. was really was really chill, like a nice it was a nice introduction to the movie, uh, kind of a nice chill vibe. It's interestingly, it's hard not to compare this. It's hard not to compare to Hercules. Hercules. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But trying to pull it away from that. I do think it fits the tone of what the series was uh, yeah. in terms of uh, the sort of music that it might have. Like it, it, it's, it fit for me. Uh, and there was these like mer people, fish people singing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Telling like- the story of like how Hercules came to be and some, some different stuff, the the Chrono Stone, all that. Yeah, yeah. And that was very reminiscent of the fates in the Hercules, the Disney Hercules. Yeah. The, the fates are the old ladies. Oh, Do you you're mean right. The muses? I'm so sorry. The muses, thank you. Yeah, the, there was definitely a little bit of a vibe of that, but I think I think they served themselves well by making the song so musically distinct from that. Yes. It's not, like, especially if they had had this up-tempo kind of thing, like anything uh, approaching what's in Hercules, it would have felt even more like a ripoff, but at least they went in a different direction with the vibe of the music. Yeah. So, so there's that one. Uh, Then the Titans sing a song. I love it. We're the Titans. We're We're the the best. best. And then we don't remember any other lyrics. That's the only two two (laughs) lines we remember. (laughs) That that one kind of reminds me of uh, where there's a whip, there's a way. Oh, yes! 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 Yes. And honestly, I think it was such a bop. Uh, I think it's kind of unfortunate. I think there are uh, whispers of good things in it, but there's, there's obviously something better than what it's trying to do. Yes. So... It's not... I would not call it a good song, but I also could not possibly consider it my least favorite song here because I love it. And yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> Even though I just know those two lines, I it's just want to like sing them nonstop. A good We're piece of art, to... but it's a piece of art. No, it's not. <laughs> yes. Everything's art, babe. Uh, <laughs> and then Zena has a song. That she just gets a ballad out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like immediately after the Titan song too. So you have the opening song, then like forty-five minutes of no songs, and then suddenly the Titans sing, and then immediately after that Xena sings. It's like oh okay, and then there's no more songs. Yeah, I guess they couldn't figure out how to transition the story well, and so they put some songs on it. I mean, Lucy Lawless sings beautifully. Yeah. The song's pretty forgettable, though. <laughs> it, is, it is. She sang it well. I do not remember it. <laughs> uh, she's like, what What do I do now? Or something like that. Um, she's sad. She's sad because Gabrielle is a bird. Right. Because... She can't kiss a bird. <laughs> <laughs> she pets it a lot. She does pet it a lot. Uh, yeah. It's because it's her gal pal mom. It's her best friend. Hercules pets it, too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> it's the, the, the putting three songs in it was a choice. Was it like a thematically uh, cohesive choice? Did it really make that much sense to do that? No. <laughs> but am I glad they did it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> love the bop, love the bop. Yeah, uh, and early on, uh, I think they honestly could have just had the opening song as like the introduction, and then not had any more music. Yes, and could've. that would have worked perfectly well. Again, I think they didn't know how to transition out of the gods losing. I think so. But oh, yeah, in the beginning, outside of the music, as when in in a lot of other kids things, there's lots of like sound effects and noises with. I don't know if they had it with the blinking, but it took me a little bit to get into it, get into it with all the extra noise that the, the movie was making. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it's too much. I, I think it leveled out into something that was okay. 
Anything else with sound design? Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? I don't actually have any notes here. So then I guess pretty good. (laughs) I think the main way in which it doesn't hold up is the Kevin Sorbo of it all. Sure. And that's just a problem that Hercules also has as a series. Is that we all know now that Kevin Sorbo is terrible. And unfortunately, you just have to live in that reality and accept that this is a character played by a bad person. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Beyond that, I mean, it looks like it's from the 90s. So it's dated in that way. But I mean, it's it's fun. It's good. And the uh, I I think uh, you can think of this question in terms of like holding up against the show as well. And and I think it, it does do that well. Yeah, I can understand why it's not necessarily considered canon, but like, for the most part, it feels it feels of that world, even though it is a different medium. It having the same voice cast definitely helps in that regard. It's just like, yeah, that's those characters. I was going to say that the mom was damseled a little bit, but not, you know, she kind of redeemed herself or, you know, or showed her strength. But she, you know, she was damseled a little bit. But other than that. And there's uh, definitely a history of women in Hercules' life being damseled just to make him be like, oh, no. So, you know. Yeah. (laughs) He literally in one movie there's there's one movie where he meets this girl and they form a relationship over the course of it and then they like get married or whatever and then in the next movie they're married and they have kids and then she and the kids just get killed like That's out horrible. of nowhere. It's <laughs> horrible. It's absurd. I think it was a different actress too since they were immediately going to kill her off. Anyways, um, yeah, there's some history there, but they do do the thing where it's like, actually, I wanted to go and I was fine. So, yeah. Also, Hera, girl boss. And let's go, oh <laughs> let's go on to our spoiler alert. Skip to 51 minutes and seven seconds. I don't actually have notes here either, but you want to talk about spoiler stuff? Oh, yeah. So the Titans win. Yeah. Uh, but Which is like not necessarily in spoilers. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. They won before. And so like what happens? Well, of course, they have to go back and... and Fight them again. Yes. and But they have powered up transformations this time. Right. Hera powered them up. Uh, but then she got got and they took the stone. Uh, but then... What's-his-face got hit in the head and the stone fell off and they started fighting each other and Hercules was able to use the stone to rip open the earth and they threw them back down to their prison. Tartarus, is that what it's called? I think Tartarus is the underworld in general. Oh, is it? Yes. So yes, they get imprisoned again, powered up, so I don't know if if they'll be cramped in there, but... Um, <laughs> maybe it, maybe they power back down after a certain amount of time. I don't know. And they, I guess the stone goes back to the gods and uh, the gods get turned back into their original form and Gabrielle gets turned back into her original form. Yes. And she was the, like, I kind of liked flying though. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the mom goes up to, oh, Oh, they 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 uh, shrunk Hera down and put her in the house that that uh, the mom was in. Yes, originally to hide from Hera, but now Hera lives there, and I guess I guess the mom gets to 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 just be around. I guess so. Hera's still tiny and all shrunk, which is weird, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, Hercules Hercules says goodbye to his mom, even though she's immortal and he can go up there. So. I guess it's He doesn't just... want to visit because his dad's there and he hates his dad. Yeah. And you know, valid. That's <laughs> fair. But but yeah, so they win. It's fine. Anything else worth talking about here or? I don't really think so. I mean, there's. Yeah, I mean, it, in, it ends like an episode of the show would end. It's like, okay, we defeated the evil and now we're walking off into the sunset and joking with each other. It, exactly. Like there's really no development. Like maybe Hercules gets something about not being so grumpy or he'll probably do the same exact thing again later though yeah uh but but yeah they didn't tap into xena's uh usual character flaws or character weaknesses so 
Well, she was just, just there kicking butt. Cool all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and she sa- got to save her friend, and yeah. that's it. Her gal pal. Her gal pal. <laughs> <laughs> no more spoilers. Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite scene in the movie? If it's in spoilers, be vague. Maybe for some of me, maybe was just the the ruffians or not even not the uh satyrs in inside but the ruffians outside that that were uh, in the that wood that just that randomly attacked woods. hercules no i know that that um the one that, that the were robbing boulder. people oh robbing sure people sure stuff um it just not the boulder one was kind of funny i mean but but initially when they were um fighting xena or whatever or just even speaking up to her like what are you going to do about it and all that i don't know just probably my least favorite just because you know it, the more the typical i don't know just thuggish ucky behavior hmm. yeah that I, I can see that well i shall say something else i, I mean because yeah there's not a lot i mean a lot to choose from because yeah there wasn't not, not much problematic or anything yeah because yeah i mean it was it's good and there's nothing real problematic yeah yeah, I guess you you don't want to say the the time where they used the recycle animation because the song's really good. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and the girls bonked each other on the head like a Ren and Stimpy skit. <laughs> it's just like there's there was problems with that scene, but I can't say I disliked it. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll go similar to you, Jan, because that's what I was thinking, like. Kind of getting into it, that's probably one of the weaker parts. So, so yeah, I'll agree. I guess I really do just have to say the Titan song, but just the the animation of it. That's really the only part I can think of where I was, like, fail, feeling critical of it in any way. The rest of the time, I was just having dumb fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, th- I think I have to say that, but I also... That song's a bop, and that yeah. scene had some good stuff in it. It just also had some weird, weirdly recycled animation. So that aspect of that scene, okay, yeah. it's the best I can do. And like, what's your favorite that scene as well? <laughs> what was your favorite scene in the movie? Uh, honestly, for me, I think it's actually the part where the Earth Titan comes up and then like talks to Hercules, and and is like, "Yeah, I'll just go." kick the olympians butts i don't want to i don't need to hurt these people or whatever and hercules is like all right and they like have their like stare off and then he goes and then that i liked that that came back later too where her when hercules didn't want to help in the fight and just wanted to bring his mom off the mountain the guy's like yeah i'll let you go you let me go so i i like the first scene a little more but i like it even more retroactively because it gets a callback you know um yeah i just enjoyed that I might second you on that because I really liked the timing to the pauses. I mean, it was just really, it was just really perfect. It was really well done because it was like, you know, he asked that and then Hercules is just deadpan looking at him and it was like silent for a bit. And then he's like, okay, but blah, blah, blah. I mean, it, yeah. it just really, the whole thing, just really good timing. And then again, I like the callback, but I like that, that original one too. Actually, I I have one very short. Uh-huh. Uh Xena's fighting the I think it's the Air Titan and she gets out her chakram and instead of hitting like three things, she just thwacks him in the middle of the head. That was very funny. To me. Yeah, you did you did laugh out loud at that part, yeah. Cuz you're just so used to the chakra of like bouncing off a bunch of things before hitting people, but no, just no just directly in the forehead. <laughs> Head on, apply directly to the forehead. Yep. <laughs> what was who was your least favorite character? I would say either Zeus or the mom. Just they were kind of the weakest for me. I think I'll give it to Zeus because also I just don't like Zeus. The mom's like fine; she's kind of whatever. Whereas Zeus, I'm just like constantly like I don't like you and your decisions. His design is eh. His voice is eh. Yeah, so. I was going to say Zeus, too, because his voice I didn't like. All right, and we'll make it yeah. three for three. Yeah. yeah. Zeus. Who is your favorite character? This is tough. Now, if we're just talking Xena, then it would be Gabrielle. But because Gabrielle's so minimized in this movie, I can't choose her. 
Well, I mean... I mean, I could, but I'm not going to. Yeah, she... she, When she was in there, she was very good, but unfortunately it was less of the film than most of the other characters. For uh, me, I think I'm going to have to say Aphrodite, because she I just, think it's got to be Aphrodite is the thing. Me up. It's so chill, and I loved her wanting to sit in her shell. Her and just then, valley girl yeah, vibe is just yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah, Aphrodite is very good. I did like Artemis quite a bit, too. Just a little bit of a rapscallion, and she's like, <laughs> here's what we do. We just turn her best friend... <laughs> uh, I did air quotes. <laughs> ...into a bird, and it did work, so, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I want to say Xena too, but Aphrodite is just delightful. Like, Xena's good in this, but a lot of her complexity that makes her such a good character isn't really here. That's fair. So that's why I wouldn't put her at the top. Uh, one thing I will say, I really loved the familial relationship with the gods that we saw some of. With yeah. Artemis talking her brother. That's part of why I like Artemis a lot, too. Yeah. Into, a, like... You know, you're just striking out with this girl because, like, she gets you all messed up. But, like, if you really want her to get her to do what you want to do... Turn her gal turn pal her into, into a, a bird. bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Aphrodite, like, uh, almost biting it as she, like, sh- shells down the yes. hill. And uh, Hercules catches her and she's like, thanks, bro. And yes. I, just, I love that. <laughs> it's great. Oh, I forgot to say... So since we're doing the songs now, we're going to talk about least favorite song, but I forgot to say these two songs, uh, these song, these three songs were written by Michelle uh, Broerman and Amanda McBroom, who wrote the songs for uh, a lot of the Land Before Time movies. Oh, okay. Cute. Both of them or just Amanda McBroom? Both of them. Okay, cool. Yeah. So which of these three songs is your least favorite? I think I have to say Xena's song. I think I have to she agree. sang it well, uh, but kind of forgettable. Yeah, I would agree. Which was your favorite song? We're the Titans. We're <laughs> so that's the a best. vote for Titans song. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just uh, such a bop. I think I actually like "Across the Sea of Time" the most. I think I'd like could see myself actually listening to that again. It just has a nice kind of vibe. I think I'll have to go with that as well, just because we're. Were the Titans. T- the Titans song, I, again, I could not it's say vibe. it's a good song. No. But it I is just, a catchy, yeah, yeah. fun song. I'm just song. thinking it because it just sticks in my head. And I just, yeah. I just. Like, no, you're like, valid. It just made yes, me yes. happy. Just you are valid, happy. mom. Yeah, for sure. But, but yeah, I think I'll go with uh, Across the Sea of Time as well. What character would Tim Curry have played if he were in the movie? Easy Zeus. Yes, he would have made Zeus so good. Yeah, just, oh. He would have made just him make so him so good. Yes. I was gonna say the uh, ground, the ground titan. He could do that too. Yeah. But I think you know if you're if you're if you're looking at this and like what's the the best way to improve this movie yes. on a voice talent level? That's what I'm gonna it's say. getting Zeus's out of there yeah. and making him Tim. Curry. Yeah, because yeah, I mean because even he could have could have had a great laugh. It could have. I yeah. mean, just oh, Tim Curry's booming voice. Yes, he would be pretty cool. Is the is the you're saying the Rock Titan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that'd be a good role too. But that guy he would wasn't feel, bad. He would feel he more menacing. Bad. Yeah, and so yeah, I think that the voice he has works better for how he's presented. Whereas he could just have more of that arrogance if he was Zeus. Okay, but let me throw in there that okay. he would have been able to sing the word the Titan song. <laughs> okay, 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 that's a good point, though. Yeah. Just throw that out there. Yeah, but let's just have him sing that anyway. <laughs> he could be Zeus, and then he's, Amazing. he's making a bop for the time. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. I would recommend this if you enjoyed the original show. Uh, I think you could watch it if you didn't see the original show if you're just aware it's going to be a very yeah like mom hadn't seen that she yeah enjoyed it yeah, a very yeah. silly campy movie yeah um but it's not a strong recommendation for everybody to see it it's not like, you have you have to be able to appreciate camp and silliness it's otherwise not a huge work of art or something yes yeah <laughs> uh, but the uh but if you enjoyed the show, like, I, I enjoyed it as coming from that um, very much. 
Rating-wise, though, I guess trying to account for my personal biases, which I know I don't have to in a rating, but I think I'll give this a 2.75. Then we'll go with that. And any... Do you need to expand on that, or are you just... Uh, I mean, I say to account for my biases. I still think that it has my biases in it, but <laughs> it was it was enjoyable when I watched this again. I mean, probably. I do want to watch more of the show, the show though, uh, the live action one. It does make you want to watch it. more of the show, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, I, I think, like, with the music, it, it, to me, like, the where the Titans makes you think of a different, better song. Um, it's hard to not compare the intro to this with the intro to Hercules Disney. And then the other song is, is forgettable though sung well. I don't take umbrage with much of the story, like doing any of the characters dirty or anything like that. Uh, except for Gabrielle. Just made her a bird for most of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of, I, and I do want to go and get like reaction images of these like facial animations. Oh yeah. So funny. But yeah, I I enjoyed it. Hmm. I was actually thinking of going with a three, um, and I think I'm going to stick with a three. I've never, like I said, I I if I've watched any of the animated or the live action, I don't. I mean, other than just visualizing those people, I don't really remember much about the series. But anyway, that even being said. I'm just going to say a three because there was nothing objectionable. I really enjoyed the songs and this was just fun. I mean, it kept me engaged and, um, and I'm going to also recommend it. I mean, I'm not going to say strongly recommend, but again, it's just a fun. If you just want to have, you know, especially if you want to enjoy it with your, your children, like I did, uh, it, it just a fun, fun movie to watch. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. I'm going to go 3.25. I had a nice time. It's I it was a special sort of like bad camp that like just made it good for me. Like Mm -hmm. this is is not a work of art and it uh, is in some ways objectively like bad and weird, but like in a very fun way, I think, to where I really genuinely enjoyed it. Yeah, I think you it could be easy to to not put in the work to make this enjoyable to just kind of use the characters Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Like, this could be, like, really dull and uninteresting of just just the idea of, like, let's make an animated movie for kids based on this show that's successful. Like, that could result in something really bland. Yeah. If it didn't have the right people to to make it, like, just this fun, goofy thing. Yeah, especially if it were people who weren't familiar with the show. Yeah. They're, the people who did this, you felt like they knew the show enough to, like, give the characters their personality and things yeah. like that. So I'll, I'll go ahead and bump it up to a three in that sense. Yeah. Yay! Uh, that, like, it, it again, it could be easy for somebody who doesn't know the show to take this and be like, eh, it's Hercules. Like, I don't know who Xena is. Okay, girl power, girl boss, whatever. And be characters that aren't actually them from the show. Yeah. They translated it well. And I would also say if uh, you are someone who watched the live action series and for some reason have never watched this, I think you should watch it. I think if you like the live action show, you'll enjoy this. It's similarly goofy, but like a fun adventure romp. So, And I honestly don't know of any animated that has done this so well. You said camp. It's so funny because you often often see live actors, you know, just be campy and really, really bring something to life. But them doing it in animation with the facial expressions yeah. was unique for me. And it, it was funny. And yeah. it made it funny. Even though I'm not big on those kind, it, it was funny. Yeah. Thank you all very much for listening. Yeah, thank you. And I would love for you to join me any Tuesday on Twitch. I am playing Witcher 3, and you can find me on Twitch and also YouTube, but um, Nana Critter, N-A-N-A-C-R-I-T-T-E-R, and I, and I stream every Tuesday at 7 p.m. CST or CDT, depending on time of year. And next time, we will be watching a animated movie from Japan about a large city and Hmm. some of the people within it. Mm -hmm. Mm. 
Hmm. Okay. So join us then. <laughs> Bye. 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 Love y'all. Thanks. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 279-0566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. Accept my kisses. <laughs> stop making a grump sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> um.